0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your
1: confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Good of you to join us here for this episode of Commitment to Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Always. First, confusion reigning in the swamp. Somebody at the corrupt Department of Justice is in big trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Big doings at the DOJ. The DOJ investigating a Democrat senator. That's right, you heard me correctly. The Marxist Dems in the deep state, according to news site Semaphore, are investigating Democrat Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. It's unclear what exactly the U.S. attorney in New York City is investigating, but DOJ dropped corruption charges against the very same senator, Four years ago. And another long standing, this one an even longer standing investigation involving another well known Democrat. What's going on here? Less than two weeks before the big election. This investigation has been underway for more than four years. That's right. I'm talking about Hunter Biden. The Marxist dims have him and his dad hidden away as the days get short before election day. But top Republican Congressman James Comer is demanding that the FBI turn over any information they have accumulated on Biden's secretary at the time, a Chinese woman named Shakia Bao. Shakia, it turns out, has ties to the People's Liberation Army and the CCP. Comer wants to know how much she found out about Hunter's finances and his business dealings. Comer is the ranking Republican on the House Oversight Committee, and he's a great American. And as I said, now less than two weeks till Election Day and New York is a deep blue state that's in play. And Congressman Lee Zeldin is running for governor in a heated battle with his radical, dim, incumbent opponent. And our guest today is Michael Henry. He's running for attorney general against crazed leftist Letitia James, who's made a career of going after President Trump. Michael Henry means to restore the New York State Attorney General's office to law and order. And Michael, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. You're in a tough, tight race with the incumbent Marxist Dim. How do you feel about your campaign and what you've got to do in these closing days?
0: So first, thank you for having me on the show. Um, we, we know this is a tight race, both both based on uh, outside polling and internal numbers. Right now, we just have to make sure that we can, one, get our base out, and then secondly, um, make sure we get those independent and like-minded Democrats that are, quite frankly, tired of the crime, crime crisis, corruption crisis, and of living crisis here. And what we've seen is we have a message that's transcended party affiliation, and we're literally just working right now to make sure we hit our marks in New York City, the outer boroughs, the suburbs and get the job done. And we're very confident that we're going to win this race. And I also think Lee Zeldin is going to be the next governor of the state of New York.
1: Well, you know, looking at the polling, it, Zeldin is close, you're close, uh, and you're in a mm-hmm. state that is overwhelmingly a de- Democrat. It is uh, deep blue. Uh, and how is it that uh, – give us a sense, your sense of the mood of the electorate, what people are thinking about and how you, how you're – uh, agenda uh, is responding.
0: Right. So the way we've been able to, to, make traction, to gain traction is um, we focus on crime, which people are living in fear, Lou. I mean, they're living in fear, especially in our major cities. Uh, just in New York City alone, we've seen a 36% rise in major crimes, a 25-year high in subway homicides. A 41% rise in hate crimes. Uh, Nassau County, the neighboring county, has a 34% rise in major crimes. Rochester has a higher murder rate than the city of Chicago. Chicago. Buffalo has a three-year increase in in homicides. We have a fentanyl crisis throughout the state. So good law-abiding citizens, they're living in fear as criminals are walking around doing whatever they want, wherever they want, whenever they want. And I have an opponent who said she needs to see more data before she would revisit any changes castles bail. And more data means more victims. And quite frankly, that is a despicable mindset for the chief law enforcement officer of a state to have. The second thing is normally people are pretty numb to corruption. In the past, you would see it. It wasn't really an issue. They kind of felt all politicians can't be trusted. But Kathy Hochul has taken pay-to-play corruption and scandals to a whole new level. And this is an issue, especially this one case with these COVID testing kits, where the state of New York paid double the California paid after this family held a $300,000, uh, raised $300,000 for Kathy Holkel. They received the $637 million no-bid contract during a period um, when the Emergency Powers Act was actually extended by the governor. And their, one of their uh, sons actually is working on the Hochul campaign. And then lastly, cost of living. People can't afford to live, they can't afford to run small businesses, and there is a mass exodus of our friends and our family, and people have had enough. And the one other issue that's really helped us in ethnic communities, like Asians, Latinos, and, and other ethnic communities, has been the failing educational system. So we've been very focused on the issues that transcend party affiliation and the issues that everyone, everyone, Really want to see addressed, and that's what we've been for providing the, the, the voters is a real alternative.
1: So I, this is—I'm going to ask you a very serious question now, uh, mm-hmm. because it's something I truly—I I have covered politics for a very long time. I've covered ugly politics. I've covered corrupt politics. I have—I've uh, I've seen a lot, but I have never right. seen a time uh, in any state, never in this country in which the crime rate was rising, and I mean at- atrociously so, uh, that there was no public outrage expressed. Uh, in part, that's because the national corporate media doesn't let there be a response from the American people. We are watching the education system being devastated. We're watching transgender issues uh, take over K-12 through education because of two teachers' unions. We are watching an assault by Marxist Dems who lead the Democrat Party. They, have, they are corrupt at every level of government, from, commu- from the, their community, uh, through their county, through their state, to the federal government. It is rampant. It is, has spread uh, like a cancer through our society, to use the cliche, but it's absolutely apt, uh, the comparison we have law enforcement officers who are being called back from uh, their duty uh they're being told they're going to be defunded you've got Kathy Hokel as you said i mean you just outlined what is obvious obvious corruption that's not just political corruption that's political and financial corruption and where in the world uh, is the uh, <laughs> are the federal authorities uh if the state authorities won't do anything how is it anybody would vote for a marxist dim running at any level local county state or federal how is it that anybody wants to have the stench of this continue uh, over our country
0: well, well you know a lot of times republicans are more comfortable fighting a republican than they are a democrat i will tell you in this instance in my race i can't tell you how many times people said to me oh my gosh you're running against letitia james oh i mean how, you, you, how could you beat her oh she's vindictive, etc you know what i don't care because I meet people every day who are fed up, who are heartbroken as to what's going on in this state, people who live in fear. I meet, the vic- I meet victims' families. I've been to multiple police officer funerals. I had a lieutenant on the uh, FDMY who was six months away from retirement stabbed over 20 times to death in the same neighborhood where I live, and quite frankly, These, these elected officials are so stuck in their ideology with this, with these, defund the police and all this nonsense, and Letitia James has been one of the biggest viewers of anti-police rhetoric. She supports the removal, uh, she's against qualified immunity. She supports the de-escalation bill that makes it nearly impossible for a police officer to make an arrest. And I could tell you, my father was a police officer, and early in his career, he spent four weeks in the hospital saving a baby out of a burning building. The last thing you want is police officers. That's making split seven second life for death decision to waste critical seconds overthinking because some grandstander is going to come for their badge and their pension. We have a recruitment pro- problem right now with law enforcement. We have a retention problem right now with law enforcement. During the 2020 riots, when people were coming from all over to riot in New York City, yeah, well, wait, 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 James wait, wait, wait. didn't want let's, to find
1: it. Yeah, let, let, Let's talk about that. You talked about the 2020 riots. Let, let's be very, very clear about whose riots those were. Whose arson and street violence, murders, uh, property damage. That was all inspired by Marxist Dems, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and they were operating under orders from the Marxist Dems uh, in this country. And uh, just as soon as it approached election time, it ended. There were no arrests, all but no arrests. Uh, there were certainly no convictions. And I'm talking about from murder to arson to, to assault. Uh, magically, none of those local prosecutors did a thing. Uh, that is what we're dealing with in this country, that kind of right. violent corruption, the likes of which we've never seen because it's driven by the politically corrupt Marxist Dems who drive the Democrat Party. Right.
0: Yeah, well, Lou, my my ticket mate, who is our candidate for lieutenant governor, was in the NYPD during those riots. She had a kitchen cabinet thrown on her head and received spinal damage from that. She she was injured. Instead of investigating, like you said, who was behind all this, Letitia James investigated the NYPD and sued them. And yeah. this is the clear contrast that the people of New York are being offered. Michael Henry is going to fight for victims' rights. Letitia James is going to fight for criminals' rights. Michael Henry is going to investigate pay-to-play corruption and look to audit a lot of these not-for-profits, and Letitia James is going to turn the blind eye to -to pay-to-play corruption. Michael Henry is going to support economic policies that's going to allow for our economy to flourish here in the State of New York, and she's going to continue to support the economic policies that put a stranglehold on our economy here in the state of New York. These are the clear contrasts. And you have to be willing, as an attorney general, to step up and be willing to hold people accountable. You cannot have people running around who are criminals with a no fear, no consequence attitude. Because when people know there are no repercussions, they are going to continue to act bad. And then this starts, like, you know, people say, well, it's in the big cities. It's not. It eventually goes to the suburbs. It eventually goes to our rural areas, and people need to be held accountable. And under my watch, they are going to be held accountable.
1: All right, well, I'm glad to hear you say that, Mike. Because here's the deal: Albany is one of the most corrupt cities in the entire country. Uh, the state government of New York, let's talk straight, is one of the most corrupt state governments in the country. Not perhaps the most, but one of the most, uh, and it's uh, it has. Uh, it, they've been inspired for years by the Democrat Party to continue this. You've got a lot of people's livelihoods that'll disappear if you rip out that system of corruption that is uh, has this state government uh, in a, in its uh, hold. Uh, it's it's like the federal government. The federal government right now we have all of the law enforcement agencies. I'm talking about the FBI and the intelligence agencies, the Department of Justice are just absolutely toxic with political and, in some cases, economic corruption. This is going to take a an inspired, energetic, and I mean courageous uh, candidate, Attorney General, to take that office and to really do something about it. And you've got to have the help of your entire party and all of the people of New York to win. You know how amazingly... Difficult this chore is.
0: Yeah, but you know something, Lou. I've been in the private sector my whole adult life. This is my first run for office. If I serve for four to eight years, do the right thing, and never serve an elected office again, I could care less. This is really not something. I if you asked me two years ago if I would be the Republican nominee for New York State Attorney General, I probably would have laughed. But as I've met people and as I've seen what's going on, I want to go in for four to eight years. Do what needs to be done, and if I move on with my life and never serve an elected office again, guess what? I was the best attorney general I could be. I did the best job I could do, and I, don't have, I do not have higher aspirations than just cleaning up this mess. And there is a lot of work that could be done in Albany. There's a, a public integrity bureau at the Attorney General's office. You could work jointly with the federal government.:
1: If there is a public integrity office within the Attorney General's office, what in hell have they been doing? Well, you have to remember, Letitia James was the number one
0: recipient from the uh, money from the man at the center of to the pay-to-play scandal involving our lieutenant governor who was just federally indicted, Brian Benjamin. As a matter of fact, when he was indicted, she didn't say anything. So we went through her disclosures and found she actually kept accepting money from the man when Brian Benjamin was returning it. And then once the man was federally indicted, she returned the money. We, we actually, the New York Post covered that story. We have this medical answering services, this Medicaid transportation company here in New York, they, the inspector general said that they overbilled $196 million in Medicaid reimbursement. They, held a, they raised $100,000 for the New York State Democrat Party and Kathy Hochul, and also the, the owner of the company held a fundraiser, or his husband held a fundraiser during a blackout period, which is a clear violation of uh, state finance law. And we've called on Letitia James to not only uh, ask to, uh, speak, on the invest- speak on investigating this, she took money from the same company, and she hasn't explained if she's kept the donations, if she returned the donations, and it really paints a bad uh, image to the public that you take money from a company, and then you fail to speak up As they're issued a no-bid contract for a billion dollars. And this so is my the kind question- of stuff, she does, not, she does not have the stomach... To go after the people in her own party, unless it's to make herself the next governor, or unless it's to promote uh, an agenda against Republicans, and she she's clear she's not going to investigate corruption. And many times minute. it's because wait she wait travels in des- the same circles as these people.
1: You're describing yeah. her as corrupt. Why
0: hasn't somebody gone after her? I'm yeah, sorry. This is what one party. This is what one party control with a supermajority in both houses of our legislature gets you. There's no accountability because when you have this much control. People, the, the power is intoxicating to these people. And you, you listen, you've dealt with a lot of politicians over the years. Look, it, power goes to a lot of these people's heads. They, they love the job title. They love the power. They love the pat on the back. They love making the speeches. But they've eroded the public trust. And that is wrong, and that's what we're going to address. She's shown right. herself to be the most political attorney general in the nation, but she also has shown herself to be unfit to handle all these issues crime, corruption, cost of living. The people see through she, it. They see through it.
1: Is she or is she not corrupt?
0: Well, I, I think I can say she's morally corrupt based on her behavior.
1: Well, you do you think she's legally corrupt? I mean, we're talking about an extraordinary circumstance here where you've got an entire uh, state government that's corrupt. She's not doing anything about it. Why not? Right. Right
0: because I think that she uses her office for the wrong purposes. This office could do a lot of good for the public and she's more focused on making splashy headlines to raise her own political profile. And she turns a blind eye to the things that are most important to the people, of the state of New York. And this office is nothing more than a stepping stone for her. She ran for governor, that run for governor lasted about as long as our interview is gonna last. And she had to come back to the attorney general's office because she doesn't wanna leave public, uh, public office but she clearly was rejected by her own party for her run for governor. She wasn't gaining traction in the 41 days she ran, and now she's here and we have been holding her accountable and the people of this state are not receptive to her. It crosses every kind of uh, party affiliation, ethnic line that people know that she, she was sold in 2018 as somebody that was gonna take on the system. Look, she's a, a product of the actually not even the Democrat party when she first ran for city council she couldn't even get the democrat nomination she ran on the third uh, third party line of the working families party and she's enthusiastically accepted that party's line this cycle and in their questionnaire they say you cannot revisit any changes to castle Bell, and on top of that you can't support police or correction or take support from police or correctional union the, the one thing i have is How could you be the chief law enforcement officer of the state of New York when you do not believe in law enforcement? And the answer is simple. You can't.
1: Okay. And I hope that you make certain uh, that Mm -hmm. the good guy wins. If elected, though, will you be investigating these corrupt New York state officials? Will you be investigating corrupt county and local officials wherever you find it come hell or high water?
0: Absolutely, we're gonna hold everyone accountable. I'm not doing this to make friends. I'm not doing this to be the next governor. I'm not doing this to be a US senator. I'm doing it because the public trust has been eroded and I'm tired of walking around, looking at people feeling defeated, feel uh, moving because they can't afford to live here, living in fear and thinking that their government does not serve them. And I have, I will prosecute corruption to the fullest extent of the law and utilize every tool I have. And it might not make me a lot of friends, but it doesn't matter because the people deserve better. They entrust people to take office, people take an oath. They raise their hand and take an earth oath to serve the people of this state. And right now, we have someone running for governor who has the taxpayers of this state subsidizing her run for governor. And they do not want this, and I am going to do what I can to restore people's faith, faith in government, whether it's at the local level or the state level. Everything that's in my jurisdiction, Will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law.
1: Well, uh, I I think uh, what we're hearing here uh, is that you're going to be a gangbuster attorney general, and that and that is good news for every New Yorker. What's your take on her uh, attacks on Trump? Right. What I
0: what, what I would say is it, I find it troubling when someone runs for office saying they're going to find crimes to pin on someone and then declaring their guilt before they're even sworn into office. Uh, I will contrast myself from her in this manner. When I take over in in January, I have to review every case before my office and decide what's in the best interest of the people of the state of New York, whether it's withdrawing an action, whether it's pursuing or continuing an action. And I believe right now it would be wrong for me to make any type of prejudicial, inappropriate statement. What I will say is I'm going to evaluate everything by the letter of the law. And I will also say this. The one thing that was weird to me or, or stood out to me about her press conference was how she gets up there and says these big banks and insurance companies who it's their due diligence to, to do the research on who they're making a loan to that they need her to come in and defend them. What about the person riding the subway who is a victim of crime? What about the person who is uh, watching well, if their governor is spending well, taxes? this is this is the difference between me and her and who she thinks are victims and who I think are victims. But I don't want to say anything inappropriate because what I will say is I'm not going to be a political attorney general. I'm going to follow the letter of the law, and I'm going to contrast that by, my, by the way I carry myself. And when I go into January, uh, going in January, I will look at everything and make the right decision. That's all I can say. I will make the right decision.
1: What will be your authority as attorney general to straighten out New York City, which is a cesspool right now of crime?
0: Uh, The first thing is, well, there's multiple things. The first thing is use the bully pulpit to push for the full repeal of cashless bail. This law is not working.
1: I'm talking about what will you do within your authority to straighten out New York City because the current mayor has made a point of telling the people Mm -hmm. of New York to go to hell.
0: Right. So there's multiple things. The first one is you could work in conjunction with local district attorneys who are going to-who um, would need your resources, obviously, to get uh, prosecute matters. Uh, I'm not thinking that Alvin Bragg is going to do that, but Lee Zeldin has also promised to remove him from office day one. The second thing I could do is work in conjunction with federal authorities, you know, for things of, for example, um, you know, illegal firearm trafficking, gangs, things like-things of those nature-things uh, of that nature. Um, there also are also bureaus at the Attorney General's office where there are crimes that you do have jurisdiction over, uh, and then lastly, I, I can introduce program bills to the state legislature, and I believe we are going to make significant gains in the, the state Senate with Republicans. I can introduce program bills into the state legislature to uh, to make changes to laws or introduce new policies. Uh, but the main thing is being able to work in conjunction at the local level. And, and, you know, we really have to get this under control. The other thing that that needs to be done is they need to remove, and this is something is going to do, remove the people from the parole boards. That think it's a good idea to let cop killers, violent sex offenders, and violent criminals back out onto our streets. But the main thing is it's a three-step process. It's where do I have the jur- uh, working with the local district attorneys, uh, where do I have the jurisdiction uh, as far as the bureaus at the office and working in conjunction with the federal government? And then lastly, the introduction of program bills to push into policies into place that I think could help get crime under control. Because w- this is not working. No matter how much they try to f- say stats and, and it's, this is not working, and everybody knows it's not working.
1: This—I mean People are being killed every, you know, every week. Uh, people are being let out of prison or violent uh, repeat offenders. New York is to the left of
0: California on this. We have crimes that are eligible for cancer spell that that are considered nonviolent crimes, crimes that are violent crimes, forms of of arson, robbery. You use a gun during, uh, you use a firearm during the commission of a crime and you don't discharge it. And then what they wanna do is they always wanna go after the law abiding gun owner and, and blame an object instead of a perpetrator. But guess what? If you look in Manhattan, the District Attorney's Office, they're not prosecuting the possession of an illegal firearm. In many instances, they're dismissing it or dropping the cases to, uh, or dismissing or dropping the cases to misdemeanor charge because the weapon wasn't discharged. This is ridiculous. It is not working. The public wants their police officers back. The public wants criminals behind bars. And we have to stand our ground on this because we are on the right side of this, and it's 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 transcending party affiliation, racial lines, ethnic lines, religious lines. Everybody's fed up. And we just have to show spine and fight for these policies and stop with letting them try to create these these narratives that are just not true. We are doing this 100% wrong here in New York, and we're just a few good decisions away from turning it around. Just a few good decisions could turn this all around.
1: The last thing Letitia James wants to do is remind the people of New York of just who Mm -hmm. she is and what she's done Uh, and what she will do. We always give our guests Mm -hmm. the last word. So your concluding Mm -hmm. thoughts uh, as you run your race uh, for the people of New York Mm -hmm. and for a, a much better future.
0: Um, the first thing is, I wish everybody could go to my uh, website, michaelhenry4ag.com. I also have a great ad we released that holds her accountable. Um, that's on my Twitter page, so everybody could uh, review that, that ad. Uh, look, I'm running What's to be handle? the attorney What's general. Your handle? What's your handle? Uh, Michael okay. Henry, Michael Henry, the number 4 AG. Okay. And great. everyone could see our ad that we, we launched last week. And look, I'm running to be the attorney general for the people of the state of New York because I know under one party control, things are not going well. I know we have a crime crisis. I know we have a corruption crisis. I know we have a cost-of-living crisis. But what I also know is this is providing our Republican Party a unique opportunity to build out because so many different communities are now coming to us because they realize that it's our, our side that's going to be able to get the job done for them. But the main thing I want to emphasize, this isn't a win for New York. When we defeat Letitia James, we are putting on notice. All the attorney generals and district attorneys and secretary of states around the country that want to use their offices for political reasons and want to weaponize their offices against political opponents, once we defeat the most political attorney general in this nation, all those, the district attorneys, attorney generals, secretary of state, they're going to know that their days are numbered and nobody's safe when they use the offices for the weaponization of politics. And that's one of the things we are going to do here in New York. Is we're going to shake up the country. We are going to defeat the most political attorney general in the country, and we're going to send a message throughout the country that the days of these kind of beha- this kind of behavior are numbered.
1: I, you know, great talking with you, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, we're talking with Michael Henry, running for the office of attorney general. In the great state of New York, uh, it, it's been great talking with you. Come back, and uh, we'll talk more as we get closer to election day. Good luck uh, in, in the campaign. We Thank wish you, very you much. the very best of luck, and God bless you. Thank you very much, Lou. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here tomorrow on the Great America Show. Is Alex Stein? He is—I don't know what to call him. He's a political provocateur. He's an incredibly funny comedian. And you don't want to miss Alex Stein. He'll be with us here tomorrow. We hope you will be as well. Till then, God bless you. And may God bless America.